only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Welcome. To the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast, where prepping doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Coming to you from a well-defended off-grid compound high in the mountains. Coming to you from his Florida room in Richmond, Virginia. Neither off-grid nor well-defended, unless you count as chickens and cats, here is your host, Keith. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. My name is Keith. And this is episode 42. Today is April the 5th, 2023. It's with a heavy heart that I announced that one of my hens, Mary Poopins, has passed away uh, this Monday afternoon, this past Monday afternoon. I know I spoke about her on my last podcast. She had that parasitic infection. I took her to the vet this past Thursday, and they prescribed some antibiotics and lefty the largest hen, she was also exhibiting some symptoms, but not nearly as bad as Mary Poopin's. Went ahead and isolated both of them in that large tent in my garage and started the antibiotics on Thursday night with both of them. And Friday evening, no real change with Mary. Saturday morning, she got up, she ate a little bit. I gave her some bread soaked in water. She seemed to be fairly active. So I thought that maybe she was starting to turn the corner and Sunday morning I got up and she did not want to eat. She did not want to drink, basically slept all day Sunday. She had her head tucked under her wing and she slept all day Sunday. She woke up a little bit Sunday night, again, refused to eat or drink anything. I was able to give her her antibiotics. Well, uh, Monday, and I checked on her and Lefty on a security camera while I was at work on Monday. Basically, she didn't move. She slept again the entire day. Got home about 4.30. Uh, I lifted her up. She was very lethargic. Her eyes were closed. She very, very unresponsive. Went ahead and put her outside, you know, tried to uh, get her to wake up for me, and she wouldn't. Her respirations were very, very slow. So I called the vet and explained to them that she was not going to last very longer. And they had me bring her into the office. The vet came in, you know, in fact, confirmed that she was still alive, but she obviously was not doing well at all. And I went ahead and said my goodbyes and they went ahead and took her into the back uh, where they injected her with whatever drug they do to, to go ahead and put her down. So Lefty um, is doing much better. Lefty is back with the rest of the hens. And so we have uh, Lefty, Runt, Hermione, Penelope, Miss Thing, and Ripley. Those are the six chickens that remain. Again, Lefty seems to be doing very, very well. Initially, Miss Thing was not very happy to have Lefty back among the rest of the hens. And Miss Thing, she's not one of the larger hens at all. She's a medium-sized hen. And she jumped on Lefty's back several times and was pecking at her and actually got a feather one time. And all Lefty wanted to do was just take a dust bath. So Lefty finally got into one of the holes and took a dust bath for a good half hour, 45 minutes. And that was Monday afternoon, kind of hung out with them and made sure everybody was okay and got everybody into the into the coop. And uh, they all went to bed. Tuesday morning, I went out early when the door opened and Miss Thing pecked on Lefty a couple times. But since then, uh, they've uh, made amends 
and they're no longer squawking at each other. So Lefty's back in the back in the flock, I guess, and she's among all of her friends. Kind of an unfortunate set of circumstances. I, I wish I had, um, I guess, recognized Miss uh, Miss Poopin's system, uh, symptoms a little bit quicker and got her to the vet. Uh, the Patterson Avenue Veterinary Hospital out there on Patterson Avenue, just west of Richmond, did a fantastic job. Uh, the doctor, we, we, we talked about all sorts of things. Uh, very nice guy. The entire staff, um, great, great staff there, and uh, very sympathetic. So there's that. Okay. In the freeze dryer over the last several days, I have run several batches of ice cream sandwiches, the big boy ice cream sandwiches. They were at Food Lion, and they were two boxes for $8.00. I didn't look at the fine print. It was two boxes for $8 and get a box free. Completely didn't see that the first two times I went. Went back, I guess it was over the weekend or late Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. I basically bought all the ice cream sandwiches I had and made uh, made several more batches. So those are uh, those are, are tucked away in vacuum seal and they're put away into a food safe, uh, I'm sorry, a food grade bucket with a gamma lid. I've tucked those away. So as far as world events go... You know, I, uh, last podcast I talked about you know something's got to give, and really things have not, in my eyes, have not improved at all. They've actually gotten a lot worse. Uh, they're still striking and rioting in France. Uh, they're not working the ports, which has caused a huge backup of any ships that are coming in. And I think there's approximately forty or fifty ships that carried uh, the liquefied the liquefied natural gas um, LNG or LPG, whatever you want to call it. And that is not able to get uh, to the people that need that in France. So that's something's going to something's going to come to a head there very soon because, you know, the economy is is coming to a grinding halt. There's people that aren't working, uh, transportation, obviously sanitation. So it is not it is not a good scene at all. So Japan has broken an agreement they had with the United States not to purchase Russian oil. Well, Japan is now doing that, and they're actually purchasing the oil above the cap of what, you know, the cap that was set for the price of, of a barrel of oil. They're, they're that desperate for it, so they're actually purchasing it from the Russians. Uh, and this was uh, like an agreement that the EU had. The EU had a, an agreement that they were not going to purchase LNG, LPG, whatever, um, oil, coal, and all sorts of other things from Russia, and that was an agreement that all the countries in the EU made. And then we kind of filled in the gaps with a lot of our LNG and coal. We were selling a lot of things overseas to the EU to kind of as a stopgap measure for the products that they were not purchasing from Russia. So now Japan has kind of broken that agreement, at least for the oil. Japan's not part of the EU, so they weren't, they weren't bound by that agreement. And they're purchasing their oil from Russia now. So now Russia is able to, you know, continue to finance the war with Ukraine. Russia is also exporting a lot of their LPG to Africa, countries in the Middle East, and some other countries in Asia. Again, some of these countries are they're obviously not part of the EU, and they've made their own, I guess, side deals with Russia. So. The sanctions that the United States and the EU imposed upon Russia, well, they weren't really working a whole lot because they've still been able to to finance the war, but now they've reached beyond the EU and certainly have the ability now to to finance the war by selling um, all these natural resources to these other countries. So I, I, not an ideal situation. Uh, we're not able really to put much more pressure on Russia at this point. Saudi Arabia is, if they have not already, they're very seriously 
considering no longer using uh, the U.S. dollar uh, to purchase, to sell their oil to us. They're no longer accepting the U.S. dollar, what they call the petrodollar. Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia is now uh, speaking to China, and Saudi Arabia is basically saying, okay, China, do you want to purchase our oil? And instead of the U.S. dollar, it'll be in the Chinese yuan. Yuan, Y-U-A-N, however you pronounce their currency. Not an ideal situation. It certainly uh, would increase the tensions between the U.S. and China. So Saudi Arabia is, I don't want to say they're going behind our back, but it's just kind of a, a longstanding agreement that the, the U.S. dollar is, is the reserve currency and that uh, most, if not everything, is purchased with the U.S. dollar. So several countries are, are going to go away from the dollar, which obviously is not good at all. And so the reason I bring all of this up is when it comes to prepping and, you know, like I said, the hedge against inflation, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of at a crossroads. I'm really not sure where to go from here, in my opinion. And again, not to be Mr. Doom and Gloom, you can find plenty of podcasts and YouTube videos about that. But I don't see anything on the horizon from the current administration, you know, kind of trying to navigate our way through anything. You know, everybody is so focused on uh, the indictments on President Trump that is distracting everybody away from what is really going on. Now, you can argue, you know, where the indictments, the timing is kind of suspicious to distract everybody away from the poor economy and what's happening because now all your news networks are just basically, you know, on indictment watch or Trump watch. And this is going to go on for months and months and months. Regardless of your side of the political aisle, I think it should make everybody pause and perhaps be a little scared that if they're going to go ahead and indict a former president on a bunch of misdemeanors, and of course, you guys can look into it to yourselves, the DOJ, several U.S. states attorneys, everybody passed on this, and then Alvin Bragg did not. He decided to go ahead and go forward with this in an attempt you know, to, to bog Trump down and to make him less attractive come 20. 24. So again, sorry to get too political, but I think it goes to the bigger picture that regardless if you're Republican, Democrat, independent, that if one party has the ability to weaponize, you know, weaponize the courts or weaponize law enforcement to this degree, I think everybody should be a little worried about that. The shoe could certainly be on the other foot and it could be going the other direction, but in this particular case, it's not. So I'm really kind of, like I said, at a crossroads. I'm not uh, I'm not really sure where to go with this. The the economy will continue on this we're definitely in a recession. And I guess next is called stagflation. You know what so that means that we have inflation and it just kind of just hangs there with no no real improvement in sight, no light at the end of the tunnel. So I haven't heard of any laws passed, any bills in the works, anything to say hey this is what Washington is going to do to help put people back to work, whatever the situation happens to be. More layoffs from a lot of the major tech companies. And again, if there was, you know, there was, you know, the Economic Recovery Act or whatever bill you want to call it that other presidents have passed. I know, was it Bush 41, you know, huge tax breaks. And that basically put more money in people's pockets to then go out and purchase things or save or whatever you want to do. So you, you give folks more money 
and they have the ability to go out and purchase things. You purchase things potentially has the ability to stimulate the economy to a certain extent. I don't see any of that. I don't see anybody, I don't hear anybody talking about this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. Everybody is just bitching each other back and forth, back and forth. COVID, vaccine injuries, on and on and on. You know, Fauci, what what did he know? When did he know it? And again, it, you know, if that's the hill some people want to die on, I get it. I'm not I'm not faulting them for that. But if the economy goes deeper into the recession, potentially hits a depression, it's not going to make any difference who screwed who on the vaccines, vaccine injuries, whatever happens to be going on. In the end, we're all in the same boat for the most part. You've got the elites. They're going to be fine. But everybody else, regardless of your race, color, creed, age, political affiliation, we're all going to go to hell in a handbasket. So I'm not really sure where to take my prepping next. So that's something that I, I, I have to think about. And, you know, I always, I always tell folks that the vast majority of Americans are just one paycheck away from the poorhouse. So many Americans live paycheck to paycheck in the truest sense of the word. Our credit card debt is piling up beyond measure. Some folks will never be able to pay that back. They're just living on credit, which is not sustainable. I see people on a daily basis that I don't think they really understand how serious things are. Either they're blissfully ignorant or they absolutely refuse to, I guess, get a grip on reality and say, I probably should start preparing for a loss of my job, my spouse losing his or her job, whatever it happens to be. The only thing that I've started to look at now is investing in precious metals, basically silver. Cannot afford to really invest in gold, physical gold, so I'm kind of looking at Silver, silver rounds, silver coins, silver bars. And it's all very confusing because every website you go to, purchasing silver for beginners, purchasing silver 101, whatever you want to Google, however you want to search it, you find at the website you're going to is sponsored by, I know, Joe Silver or Goldline, Silver, whatever, all these different companies that want to sell you their precious metals. So you read, you read, you read, and at the bottom it says, oh, by the way, when you're ready to buy silver, call us at 1 800 whatever we're going to, you know, whatever it happens to be. And I'm like, great. It's just basically an advertisement for them to say, Hey, this is what you should do. We have the lowest prices. So I really don't know where to turn. So I'm watching several videos, following people on Twitter, just trying to get a grasp of, of how it works. And if it's going to be right for me again, as a hedge against inflation, I'm not looking at the zombie apocalypse where, you know, I take these silver coins and I bust them into thirds or whatever, and I go to like some barter town or, oh, hey, I'll give you a quarter of this American Eagle for a half dozen eggs and a gallon of spoiled milk or however it's going to work. I have no idea, but that's what I'm, I'm not looking at that as an option. I'm looking at normally, historically, the worse the economy gets, the higher gold and silver prices go. Platinum and all the other precious metals way, way out of my out of my price range. So I'm kind of looking towards that. If anybody has any suggestions, feel free to email me, practicalpreppodcast at gmail.com. And I'm always on the Twitter. You can always search uh, Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast or prep underscore podcast. Okay, folks, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening in. Again, not, uh, not my normal uh, jovial, jokey self, 
you know, it, it really hit me hard losing, uh, losing Mary Poopins. I, I guess she was a pet. I don't, I didn't consider them pets until recently. I get them for their eggs. I take care of them. And you just hate to see, you know, you hate, hate to see any animal suffer or any animal pass away. I would make the worst farmer ever because regardless, you know, you lose a calf, you lose a sheep, you lose whatever you've got. And I would just be, I would just be a mess. I, I, I could not be a farmer, you know, if, if I had to just was, would not work for me. And again, folks, as always, be safe out there, take care of one another, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, help spread the word by leaving a rating and review. 